0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go.
1: Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is it.
2: This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow! I'm Sam Delaney. So what? Hey there. Welcome along to the latest episode of the Melchester Odyssey. We're going through the book, The Best of Roy, The Rovers, The 1980s. And, wow, let's have a look at it. Whoa, we're about halfway through, I reckon, Sam. We're about yeah. halfway through. It's episode 32, I think, maybe. So, yeah, it's going quite quite briskly.
1: never end. I mean... You know, we've got, I'm reading, as I've said, I'm reading Roy the Rovers the 70s separately yeah. at the moment. Yeah. And that's got just as much good material in it, to be honest. Yeah, we've regularly um, threatened to
2: just carry on doing Roy Race Forever. And I don't we see do Roy Race not. Forever.
1: I think people, people seem to like it.
2: Yeah, they do. Yeah. And if you do like it and you're IFS, tell your pals. Get them to we subscribe.
1: Got, in the last episode, there was uh, we went we went really. I think it was described maybe by you as a as a low point. for yeah, the Fight time machine because we went into a, a sort of a weird sex fantasy or Roy's weird sex yeah. fantasies, um, mm. and it involved horses drugging mm-hmm. people. Uh, yeah, it was. I don't know how it happened, but we got a, must be a reflection on the canters out there the IFS members interpret it as you will but we got a massively positive they reaction to up that then. really macabre sex yeah. dream episode
2: yeah and a lot of a, a lot of positivity about Charlie Carter being reinvented as a Native American
1: as well yeah I'd forgotten about that yeah about all we could
2: do was just plough on
1: yeah
2: uh, right here we are uh, I'll just read out the blurb from the top of this latest um, issue that we're going to go through it says in Scotland for a tournament between promoted and relegated teams, Roy had given a trial to 18 year old Kenny Logan, whose father hated football. I hate football! Then, <laughs> hate it! Despise it! Then, super brat Vic Guthrie disappeared. He's gone straight in Scotland, hasn't he? Yeah, um, he's
1: given it a TTFN.
2: He has, after being substituted in the first game. Now, there were problems with a TV series which was being made about the Rovers. Involving the star of the series, Elton Blake, who was playing the part of Roy. And, of course, at the end of the last episode, Elton Blake has thrown what he can only describe as a, um, a showbiz tantrum.
1: A hissy really. fit. A hissy, a hissy fit. Yeah.
2: And he's blasted the ball away because, um, because the, the, the footballers, who are not actors, can't get their lines right.
1: Uh, so, and they took the piss out of him a little bit, they did. and he just was like, he's not, he's not there to be laughed at.
2: He's not, but it's like weird a lot because actors, he, he, wants, looks exactly he wants to be like, taken seriously. He looks exactly like Roy Race, so it's just it's very confusing.
1: It's fucking weird, yeah, it's really, the whole, I think this is an ill-advised storyline.
2: It's gone t- quite psychedelic. When you throw in the fact that Dennis Lord of the director's wearing a bright pink and white shirt, and he's got one of those beards that doesn't Ginstrap. also have a moustache...
1: It's a chin-strap beard, chin-strap but they're beard. really having a massive dig at media people here. And lovies. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just like, you know, the guy who, who writes this and draws it, it's like they've introduced some lovies, and it's like they're, they're adhering to all of the, like, stereotypes. So the actor is a fucking really pompous vein mm. like uh, <laughs> prima donna, and the director <laughs> is just a massive ponce with a chin-strap with, uh, <laughs> a chin strap beard a, a sort of a, a a bouffant kind of Noel Edmonds hairdo that looks like it's been carefully blow dried that runs long at the back yeah, and um, you- a really over the top flamboyant shirt although as we've said before from our experience in the television world yes. a lot of TV producers do wear loud shirts yes. like that
2: even in Twenty Twenty.
1: Yeah, they have. A, they do have. A, they carry themselves with a certain flamboyant, a sort of a <laughs> a, a very self conscious flamboyance. Yeah, as if they're not naturally, instinctively flamboyant, but they feel as if because they're doing a job that's creative, they kind of dress themselves up every morning. Yeah, sure. In, in the manner of a creative. Sure, their
2: extrovert personality. Yeah. I wonder if um if the the hierarchy at Roy the Rovers actually did have meetings about making it into a TV series. Yeah, I'm um, sure. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? And then it didn't go well, and this is their revenge. Yes. storyline
1: is their revenge. Yes, that's it. You're <laughs> totally right. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, we had them up here, up to, you know, HQ. <laughs> and uh, they came in with a lot of fucking blarmy, you know, promises, for a, promising us this, that, and the other. They were a bunch of fucking wankers.
2: Fucking poncers, all of them. Yeah,
1: absolute fucking some joke.
2: with a chin-strap beard.
1: We took them to the pub at shirt. lunchtime, right? <laughs> one of them ordered a fucking water. The other one wanted a fucking glass of wine. I mean, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs>
2: oh, so there we are. So
1: here we, here we go. Um,
2: so there's there's problems on the... Well, I say a set, it's not a set, it's a field, isn't it? They're filming mm. on a field in Scotland. Training pitch. Um, so Jimmy Slade is, is laughing. He's, he's resting his arm on the shoulder of... Um, Arch prankster Noel Baxter, um, and the cameraman says Jimmy Slade's got the giggles. The scene has collapsed into a shambles, <laughs> uh, and uh, Elton Blake uh, kicks off and says, uh, "The whole series will be a shambles if you don't get rid of these idiots, Loader. They're ruining my concentration."
1: <laughs> but,
2: but Dennis, Dennis
1: Loader is the director. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable bloke. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but Dennis Lauder, the director of the series, was more interested in a remark which had been made by Roy's wife.
1: Oh, oh yeah, because at oh. the end of the last story, fucking Penny had tipped up to yeah, watch him filmed and had really stuck her oar in big style, which I think had fucked mm. Roy off because he, he, he likes to keep her mouth shut, doesn't he?
2: Yeah. So she said at the end of the last one, Elton Blake, he's, he's too bossy and sarcastic. He just isn't Roy... <laughs> so it's very confusing for Penny as well, all of this. Yeah, She's seeing a man who's not a husband but who looks like him being a very, very different man. Um, uh, and she says, yeah, so Dennis says, what did you mean, Penny, when you said that Elton Blake didn't look right for the part of Roy? And she just holds out her hand, gesticulating towards towards uh, Elton Blake, and she says, well, just listen to him. Roy wouldn't dream of treating his players like a bunch of hooligans.
1: <laughs>
2: and then she says, and another! Thing. but then Roy puts his hand around her shoulder and he says alright Penny you've said your piece <laughs>
1: <laughs> button it
2: love put a fucking sock in it
1: well, you're time making, and a piece Blake, you're making yourself look stupid and frankly you're making me look stupid and that is one <laughs> thing I will not tolerate
2: <laughs> alright you've said your piece let's uh, stick to football and leave television to the experts and he, he leads her away <laughs>
1: See you later, Dennis. Dennis, Dennis, Dennis at this point, is looking quite fucked off. (laughs) Mm. Well, I don't think he should have his wife here. Who asked for her opinion? It's one of those those
2: projects where you soon realise quite early on that it's all going to be a fucking nightmare. Yeah.
1: Uh, But Penny, I've got this bad feeling about Penny. Right. You know, obviously she's gorgeous, and I don't think it's easy being married to Roy at all. Uh, But in some ways, it's easy. On a superficial level, she's got the money, she's got the lifestyle that most people would dream of. But she has to deal with a temperamental character and all all the burdens that come with that level of fame. But the way that she says, Roy wouldn't dream of treating these players like a bunch of hooligans. There's something about uh, the house she lives in, even her hairstyle. I've got her down as like a right Middle England Daily Mail reading sort of snob. Mm. Probably, That's what I reckon. Probably, do you know what I mean? The way yeah. she uses the word hooligans there. Do you know what I mean? They're common hooligans. Well, I reckon she's probably from quite humble beginnings, right? She's obviously a lovely-looking girl. She's caught the eye of a young Roy race. Mm-hmm. He's going places. They've got hitched young, had the mm-hmm. two kids, the daft one and the other one. Yeah. Right? Twins, and she's yeah. And for the last 10 years, she's been living, you know, a fucking really nice lifestyle. I reckon she started... I reckon she never voted, but her parents voted Labour. Mm. I reckon she's living in this fucking gated community. She started voting Tory. Mm-hmm. She started fretting about things like immigrants. But, and she reads the mail. Roy's and I think she's become a bit snobby and trying to like remove herself from her roots.
2: Roy's probably got it of to Tory because we had him doing a, a very impassioned speech about Margaret Thatcher, didn't we?
1: I think Roy's well, always been Tory, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> but he's taller than that Roy. Roy was Tory. a working class Tory, even his dad was. But, I learned from a very fucking early age, right? No cunt's going to do anything for you, yeah. right? <laughs> and for that reason, there's no point you doing anything for any other cunt, right? Look after number fucking one. And Maggie will tell you the same. That's it's, why she's done so much good for this fucking country.
2: And you can't fucking trust Labour. You can't trust Labour with their fucking hands on the purse strings. Look at the cunt they've got in charge now, Michael Fucking Foot. Fucking
1: hell! Can't the fucking dress himself it. in the morning. Can't fucking yeah. get up a flight of stairs. <laughs> can't fucking dress himself in the morning. Do you think he? How, how's he going to do running the fucking country? No, thank you. <laughs> Right, no fucking way. I'll stick Right, rolling mommy. over, letting those fucking miners do what the fucking hell they want, lazy cunts. <laughs> they, half of them are on strike because they don't fucking fancy doing hard day's work. I'd love to go on strike, but if I did, right, what would happen to Melchester Rovers? How would I pay for the helicopter? You know that's on a lease. <laughs>
2: But if you cast your mind back to that time Penny went to Crete and Roy went round to Penny's mum's, she yeah. was very much up herself, wasn't she? Yeah. She wasn't. Oh, the mum.
1: Yeah. Actually, you're right. She's not from Wagon Glass background because the mum was a bit high synth Bouquet, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, she was. Roy Race, this yeah. is New way to my daughter, Penny. Plus, yeah. she is called Penny, which is the same name as the character in... Um, Just Good Friends. Just Good Friends, yeah. which, of course, was a, a love-across-the-class divide... Sitcom. So do
2: we think that Penny from Just Good Friends, which came after this, obviously, was based on Penny Race? I think she well, might let me been. ask
1: you something. Does Roy Race in any way look or behave like Paul Nicholas?
2: Well, hmm, there are similarities. Yes,
1: <laughs> yeah. The whole fucking idea was nicked off of Roy the Rovers.
2: So John Sullivan, who wrote Only Fools and Horses... uh yeah. I had to come up with another sitcom, and he's just going, "Oh fucking hell, I need to do another one." Um, <laughs> oh, no, I'll just, I'll just lift something from Roy the Rovers and do that.
1: I was sitting around the house, and the kids had one of their fucking daft comics. I picked it up, had a flick through, got this idea of a fucking stuck-up wife and a and a like, yeah, normal bloke made good. Blood Thought like yeah, me. that'll do. <laughs> he then tried to sort of repeat it, basically the same idea with Cassandra. And Rodney, didn't Yeah, they? yeah,
2: he did, didn't he? The Rodney's almost yeah.
1: exactly the same fucking storyline, except whereas Paul Nicholas's character, what was his name? Vince, Vince Pinner. Vince, yeah. Vince what? Pinner. <laughs> right, what should we call him? Vince, that's a good name. Vince what? Darford. Pinner. <laughs> yeah. Watford, Pinner, Bushy, I don't care, somewhere from around
0: there.
2: <laughs> somewhere along there.
1: Somewhere along the M4. Um, Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, so, you know, Vince Pinner had more about him than Rodney, admittedly. But it's more or less the same idea, isn't
2: it? When they were running out of
1: ideas for only fools and horses, he thought, I'll just make make Rodney get a posh
2: But then again, Rodney did improve himself quite considerably once um, Cassandra came along. She and encouraged to, him. Yeah, and he tried to break free of... Um, was he do, doing a night class or something when he first met her? Because he was trying to improve himself. He was doing he was business studies to, he, or something, he, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, I
1: think he was doing business night yeah. class or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he was trying to break free mean. from Del Shackles was anyway. Like, Roddy, Roddy, you know, uh, you don't have to always... You know, Del Boy, or Derek or whatever she calls him, you don't yeah. have to be tied to him your whole life. You've got your own ideas.
2: Yeah, it only really went really bad when Del got married as well.
1: Yeah, I mean the main thing is is that when you think about Only Fools and Horses it it, it makes you realise how old we are because That's true. I, I always say to my missus I go oh it's one of the new ones right if Cassandra <laughs> or Raquel are in it right 1989 go, oh. it's, it's one of the fucking new ones isn't it when the wives are in it right and then you look at the episode and I think it might even be earlier than the 89 I mean it's like it's 40 years ago oh god Oh no, they've got all the fucking new ones. This is like when, you know, when they got, I don't know why they got Scooby-Doo to have (laughs) Scrappy-Doo. Yeah. And you think of it as a really recent thing. It's not, is it?
2: It's not. We're recording this on the day when it's 25 years since Peter Cook died. 25 years.
1: Mm.
2: Fucking hell. Oh well. Anyway, let's get back to this, shall we? Because we've got an obligation to get through this. Um, Sort of. Right, so anyway, yeah, as Roy and Penny drove back to the hotel, we just see a long a long shot of the car driving up through the hotel grounds, very posh hotel, in the middle of the Scottish countryside. Uh and Roy says to Penny, And in future, lass, kindly keep your thoughts to yourself. Yeah. No, oh, no more remarks about Elton Blake. Jesus oh, Christ. In hell. He's
1: and there's a dot 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 at the beginning of this suggesting that he this is this is the end of the lecture we've caught the conversation midway yeah so he's been lecturing her all the way in the car yeah in future like i mean fuck me god
2: i mean imagine
1: if you spoke to a a woman like that these days and in future lass kindly keep your thoughts to yourself Imagine if Barack Obama behind the scenes <laughs> spoke to Michelle Obama in that manner whenever she piped up. Do you know should what have, I mean?
2: She'd have wrestled control of the, the vehicle and thrown the fucker out while maybe, it was still maybe moving. They,
1: maybe they knew, their advisors knew, that if they were presented as this sort of idyllic, beautiful, smart, woke, progressive yeah. couple, then it would be popular with certain voters. But behind the scenes he was like, as soon as they kind of, the cameras were stuck rolling and they were alone, he was like, mm. yeah, and in future, keep your fucking mouth shut about global warming, you daft cow. <laughs> You're making us both look like fucking cunts. I don't know who you think you are. She's like, oh, sorry, Barrack, Barak. Barry. Sorry, Basser. Yeah, sorry's not fucking good enough. You got a lot of fucking making up to do, I'll tell you that. <laughs>
0: Jalapeño. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or SleepNumber.com.
2: Jalapeño. Yeah,
0: he says, no more, no more remarks about Elton
2: Blake. And he says, well, that's charming. I was only trying to protect your image, Roy Race. And then she storms out of the car up the steps of the hotel. If I'm making such a nuisance of myself, maybe it'd be better for everybody if I caught the next train home, like Vic Guthrie.
1: Oh, can okay, help. Real Big dig there as well. To be fair, maybe, Vic, I'll, maybe Vic, I'll go with Vic Guthrie. Yes.
2: I mean, Vic Guthrie's probably still waiting for the next train home because they probably only come every couple of days. He's probably still sat at the station. Yes, yeah, he flats it out.
1: The sooner fucking Maggie. Privatises the railways, the better. <laughs> this is a fucking joke. British Rail, innit? Hey? Oh, hello, Pen. What are you doing there? <laughs> I've left Roy. Oh, nice. right. interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> You're probably very
2: angry. You're probably looking <laughs> to get
1: some kind of revenge against him, are you? Looking for revenge, are you? Well, I could have just the fucking idea. Looks like me and you both might have mutual interests, <laughs> let's say.
2: See this waiting room round the corner on the
1: platform. I've been watching.
2: There's been no one in there for nine hours, so I reckon we're good. I don't know what you mean. Yeah, you, you know fucking exactly do. what
1: I fucking mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so
2: uh, Roy follows her into the reception of the hotel, and the receptionist says, "Ah, just in time, Mister Ace. There's a call for you on the residence telephone. Residence telephone. Woof." Um, and he says, but I, oh, oh, all right, I'll take it. Oh, fuck, it just
1: gets worse. It goes from bad to worse. The caller. Fucking okay, now, what a fucking day. I wish I'd never got out of bed. Who is it, Sam? Who's on the phone to him? It's fucking Kenny Logan's dad. Kenny the Logan's mad fucking cum.
2: dad. And uh, he says, uh, I understand from my son that you would welcome a meeting between all three of us, Reese." <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: uh, Roy, sir, sir, that, 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 that's right sir I'm, I'm sure that if we all sat around a table and tried to talk this out dot 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 fucking scared of him terrified of him
1: I mean it's not like Roy like that, that, to be honest Blackie right one thing I know about these fucking scotch they're not to be fucking trifled with <laughs> right they're fucking maniacs when it comes to a fucking rumble you know me I'm game with anyone any cunt Right, you've seen me in the feathers. Any cunt so much as fucking looks at me funny. I am fucking game. I am game and ready. But the Scotch are a fucking different gravy, mate. They stop at nothing.
2: (laughs) And, of course, we see in the next frame, over the page, uh, 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 Kenny Logan's dad, I almost said Kenny Lynch again there. Kenny Logan's dad says, uh, We wouldn't get anywhere. I've nothing to say to you, Reese. except keep away from my son. He deserves better things than kicking a football for a living. What the fuck could there be that's better than kicking a football for a living? I know. doesn't exist. No, is there? No, Think you're the state agency family. Fuck off. So, um, and Roy, sort of, Roy kicks back a little bit here. Now, wait a minute, he says, but then we don't find out. The line goes dead in Roy's ears. Um, Logan has slammed down the phone. And then most of the most of the team come trooping into the hotel as well. And Who is
1: that? Jimmy Slade at the front. Yeah, he he looks absolutely gorgeous here. Look at his hair. Yeah,
2: absolutely it does absolutely
1: wonderful. David
2: Essex, isn't
1: he? David Essex sort of hair, mm-hmm. but you know, lovely locks, uh, body shine. It's like he's just coming yeah. out of the showers. He's yeah. wearing a red sort of Harrington-style jacket with the collars turned up. Yeah, uh, he looks. He looks the fucking business in this. Yeah,
2: and then compare the two either side of him. You've got Nat Gosden, who's about 65.
1: He looks older in every fucking yeah. frame, Nat Gosden, doesn't he? And then you've got he.
2: Noel Baxter with the, the, the ginger fucking he looks, afro. That ginger
1: afro looks and like fucking Ronald McDonald. He's,
2: I think he's been to buy some kind of um, Scottish skiing knitwear that he's wearing. He's
1: bought an orange polar neck that matches yeah. the same colour as his hair, which is a fucking bad move.
2: Looks like a fucking idiot. And I don't know who that is at the back with a moustache. It's <laughs> just lurking. He,
1: he looks sinister.
2: <laughs> he might be the bodyguard.
1: I am having uh, the day from fucking hell. So please, <laughs> give me some good news, cunts. <laughs> because I fucking need it.
2: But no. He says, you lot are back early. Have they finished filming? And Jimmy Slade says, no, we walked out, boss. We just couldn't take any more of that big-headed Blake character. And uh, Nat Gosden says, we left him having a row with Dennis Lauder. That's how I've decided he talks now. He doesn't know he's he's a bit Yorkshire, isn't he? We decided before. Uh, An uneasy vision formed in Roy's mind. and Roy's got a thought cloud above his head and there's three uh, disembodied heads in there and Roy looks fucking panicked. He looks... He's fretting here. He's not happy. Uh, And he, he thinks, first Vic Guthrie, then old man Logan, and now Elton Blake. I wonder who the heck I'm going to make an enemy of next. Because when he says heck, he means fuck. Um, uh, i
1: have to tidy this up. <laughs> but what I mean is, I wonder who the cunting fuck bollocks <laughs> I'm going to have to fucking deal with next. I don't know who's the biggest cunt is. and He sees them all revolving in his mind. Yeah. This is not the way I saw summer panning out. We should have gone back to fucking Creek like last year. Yeah, It was fucking amazing. Right Now I'm in fucking Jotland. And I've got every fucking cunt and his wife on me back. Poor old Racy. Racy's been relegated Hmm. and now he has ill-advisedly fucking agreed to a television show being made which is a huge distraction. He's fallen out of Guthrie. He's fallen out of this mad Scotsman yeah. who wants his son to follow him into the family business, which I can understand because I don't know about you, but I certainly will be bullying my son into becoming a podcaster yeah. as soon as he leaves school or university. I don't care what level of education he goes to, yeah. but if he wants a penny out of me during those years, then I will expect him to go into the podcast well, industry. Well, I've already started
2: and- that with my son.
1: Yeah, your son's got a podcast. We, we
2: do the podcast Beans on Toast. Give but what it a listen?
1: He, but what if he came back one day and said, Dad, I've been offered a contract by Sunderland to play football full time. Mm. Um but it's gonna take up a lot of time, so I'm gonna give up the podcast. Would yeah. you call up whoever the fucking manager was of Sunderland? This week. Um and and go turn strip and, off. Him. Uh, yeah, Terry Stripple from going. This I is would. disgusting. My son deserves better. No, you should have heard the Beans on Toast podcast. It's fucking brilliant. Mm. And this We're is on not two hundred and fifty
2: yeah. listens an episode now. This is this thing's building. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'd get the champagne out, I'd celebrate.
1: Would you? Yeah, of course. I wouldn't. If it was the other way around with West Ham, and I'd ring up. I, I would ring up David Moyes, and I'd go, Moyesie, yeah, back off podcasting is what my son was born to do. Yeah. Football is a fucking busted flush. This bar business is going to ruin it. Mark my, my words, Moisey, no one will be fucking watching football within two years. Right? And the thing about So keep your fucking is, contract and shove it up your jock arse.
2: And the thing about podcasts is you're your own boss. And there's nothing yeah. better than being your own boss. So get no
1: fucked. No one fucking telling you what to do, what time to turn up, what to wear. <clears throat> Fuck all that.
2: Yeah. Well... Difference of opinion there, then. Um, so, yeah, Roy's got this cloud of cunts floating around above his head. Um, and... <laughs> uh, says... oh, I've got one of
1: my cunt clouds coming on now. <laughs> it's a oh, full I one. I can fucking feel it. It <clears throat> just starts behind the eyes. It's a full one. There's three of them in it. You oh. can't get
2: more than three cunts in a single cloud.
1: <laughs> if you need more,
2: you have to have a cloud formation.
1: I've only had this once before, a fucking 3 Right? <laughs> That were a couple of years back when I was having a bit of trouble with the revenue. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: Oh, fuck. I had the tax man, me accountant and Penny all in the same cunt cloud.
1: Uh, No, Penny's fucking (laughs) mum. Penny's mum, the fucking tax man and some other cunt who'd been sniffing around me fucking trying to buy me car but was pissing me about. (laughs) Pissing me about on Price. Kept changing his fucking mind. (laughs) Getting in me fucking cloud. Um,
2: Cutting it up. So, uh, it says, the next problem on Roy's mind was the semi-final of the tournament against Blackton Wanderers. Oh, fucking hell. Um, It says, Blackton were promoted from the third division and Rovers were relegated from the first, which means they'll be playing each other next season. Um... I thought it was just the teams that have been promoted from the first division, not into the first division, versus the relegated teams. They've got some third division
1: yeah. team in here now. Oh, it's fucking Fuck. the, the whole oh, tournament is a is a ridiculous shambles. Frankly, I don't know why Roy's taking it so seriously, but he's playing full first team in every game. I'd be chucking out the kids.
2: But yeah, again, it's uh, it's sold out by the looks of it. How I don't know. Mm. Um, hooray! Shut the fans. So it says, yeah, which means they'll be playing each other next season. And someone else, some wise wise arse in the crowd says, yeah, that makes this game doubly important. It fucking doesn't, it really doesn't. It's meaningless. Okay,
1: know. Well, this cunt has gone all the way up from Melchester, wherever that is, I think Lancashire. And he's he's spent he's he's spent a load of money going mm. up, staying, presumably in some sort of B and B, right, buying tickets to these games, right? That's a week out of his summer holidays to follow this tournament. It's a fucking stupid escapade. So he's trying to convince himself that it's really important. Him Himself and everyone else around him, but mostly himself. Yes, and that makes it doubly important. So it was well worth the (laughs) (laughs) £10. This is actually one of the most crucial games in recent history. But in his
2: defence, Roy, it says, was in full agreement with the fans. He's thinking... As he's playing here and he thinks, if we can't beat teams like Blackton, it won't look good for our chances of going straight up again. (laughs) Uh, It's good that he's given it some consideration because he doesn't seem to be thinking about the football side of things at all. Um, And where is it? Who's got the ball here? Vernon Elliott's got it. And that might be Blackie shouting, (laughs) Far post, Vernon! Roy's unmarked! And Vernon does the right thing and he chips the ball across to the, just inside the box on the far post. A fan shouts, great ball! He's only got to blow it in! It's head height. He needs to just head it in or blow it in even. Uh, mm. But no! Oops! He's glanced Whoopsie! off the left hand side. <laughs> <laughs> it's glanced <laughs> off the left hand side of his head. Oops. And gone past the post. Um... One fan shouts, what a miss. And another one says, Roy took it like a man who's playing
1: in a trance. He looks like a man who's got a cunt cloud hanging (laughs) over him. (laughs) Ah, the fucking cunt cloud got in the way, didn't it? deflected off me cunt cloud. Fuck. (laughs) It's that fucking big. It's interfering with me (laughs) heading.
2: Um... Moments later, as Roy was presented with another easy chance. He's got he's got what a chance of a volley here inside the box. Um and he blasted straight at the keeper who palms it over the top. Um another fan incorrectly says I don't believe it. My Aunt Matilda could score from that range. No, mate, your Aunt Matilda couldn't fucking score from that yeah. range. He's hit it on the volley in midair. I'm pretty sure she couldn't do that. Yeah. You've got a full house, so there's a lot of pressure anywhere. She's never played at this level, even she'd though it's a friendly.
1: She'd fall on her fucking ass and yeah. let the ball go straight past her. I, I would imagine. Yeah.
2: So wind your fucking neck in, Paul.
1: Yeah. Fuck Aunt Matilda.
2: Yeah. It says, uh, and another fan shouts, "What's happened to your shooting boots, Racy?" Um, delighted G has went up from the Blackton supporters. One of them shouts, if this is what we can expect from Melchester's most dangerous goalscorer, you've got nothing to worry about, Blackton. <laughs> You'll be going up next season, and the Rovers will be going down.
1: Fuck off. Yeah. Yo, there. Stand
2: hey. up. Make yourself yeah. known. Fuck off. Do
1: you, do you know who I am? Yeah. Roy Race, right? Does any cunt know who you are? No. You're a fucking nobody. You're an irrelevance. Right? Right? You might as well have never been fucking born. You Fuck come off. down
2: here. come Yeah, you. Come down here. Bring your pal. He can bring his aunt Matilda. And we'll all have a nice chat by the touchline. Come on.
1: Down you come. And I I tell you what, I'll do it. You can ask Blackie, right? I, first thing I'll do, right, is spark your mate out, right? The second thing I'll <clears> do, <throat> right, and Blackie can verify. He's seen me do this. The second thing i do is I will stick the fucking knot on your Aunt Matilda, right? And that will send shockwaves through the whole fucking stadium, right? Because I've done it in the pub. You lay out the woman, right? And everyone goes, whoa, Fuck this hell. bloke's not playing by the usual fucking rules, right? If you knock out an old woman, an OAP, right? People are like, fucking hell, this bloke means business. I will fucking stick the knot on your Aunt Matilda. She's out of the game, gone, right? She might be dead, right? You're there, by this stage, you are fucking shiting in your pants, Your right? jaw
2: is on the fucking floor. That's when I take you out as well.
1: I might take you out, but you may, at that point, if you've got your fucking wits about you, have just fucking run. And the humiliation of that alone is enough for me to feel satisfied. That is what's going to happen. Are you ready? Is Aunt Matilda ready? Well, fucking come on down, then. The price is fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's
2: where that's where we bring it to a conclusion for this one uh, it's, been a, it's been a good one Mark's said a 10? I'm going to give it a 10 I think
1: pretty dramatic stuff 10
2: so much going on in so many different li- areas of the I story I like the
1: cunt cloud yeah. um, I didn't like the exchange he had with Penny in as much as I think it was horrible and a really right. inappropriate way for him to talk to her but I, I did think it was very reve- a very revealing part mm. of the story. We, we learned a lot about Roy's character here.
2: Yeah, and then why well, we then confirmed by the fact that he he would gladly punch a woman.
1: He's ready to, to headbutt an old age pensioner to death.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so we'll give that we'll give that ten each, <clears throat> and then it says <clears throat> next week. Next week, a decision is made by Blackie Gray. Whoa fucking hell
1: his lieutenant stepping up to the plate fucking hell it's not like him to fucking have the balls to say anything
2: so we'll see what that's going to be I can't wait to find out what that is
1: yeah but I'm going to wait you're going
2: to have to wait as well so there we are thanks for listening everyone hope you enjoyed that we'll be back with more same time next week fuck off
1: keep it cante.